<laughs> wow. I mean, you know what? I'm just going to say, guys, Donald Trump did not get the top rated show, The Apprentice, on NBC for absolutely no reason at all. This guy knows how to run a dog and pony show. Okay. And that's what you're going to have right now. He's chosen his VP. I have some exclusive intel I'm going to share and bring to you on that, but he's definitely going to make a show out of it, right? He's going to string this out for all it's worth. He's chosen who he wants and he leaked a few little tips here and there on Fox just last night. I'm going to bring you that, plus all of my intel. Welcome to the program, everyone. I am Trish Regan. It is great to have you here, as always. Make sure you like, you subscribe, you do all that good stuff, because it's really important right now. Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is very much a showman. Donald Trump knows the value of sort of keeping everybody in line and keeping them a little bit strung along so that, well, they go out there and they stump for him and they say nice things about him. And he then, therefore, can hopefully expand his base, right? So if you were a Ron DeSantis person and you thought, I just want Ron, and then you were angry that Ron was out of the race, well, if, if he strings Ron, Don, strings Ron, on a little bit, well, maybe he'll bring in some more people. And that's kind of what you're seeing right now. I want to share with you what he had to say on this very issue. Tim Scott, great example. Take a peek. ...him nationally by a lot. In fact, right now we're winning the popular vote by a lot. Um, when Biden ran, he pledged he was going to pick a female vice president in 2020. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. And he's been, he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't, this is in a very positive way, Tim Scott, he has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign. <laughs> And he doesn't like talking about himself, but boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. Uh, so no, I want somebody that can Someone be. who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. No. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list, yeah, and when can, you, when can we expect that you will so announce your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems. Uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked, and she did have a big up, and then mm. uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody's seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But you'll be a one-term president because you've already served, yeah. so you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office. I assume uh, yeah, that you'll do. never leave. There'll never be an ele another say, election Don't again. do it. He'll never leave. He's yeah. never going. Oh, these people. They um, are so for that reason, it is important so, who, who you so pick. So I think it's very important. But look. 
First is that, as we said, it has to, you know, to do with whoever is, you know, it's a very important position for that reason. Uh, you would like to get somebody that could help you from the voter standpoint. And honestly, all of those people are good. They're all good. They're all solid. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Who wants an open border? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants all electric vehicles? And they're fine, but you want to have choice. You want to go to combustion. You want to go to uh, the, any hybrid. I think the hybrid are much better from that standpoint. But you talk, we were talking about faucets. We're talking about, we're talking about so much. It's all based on common sense. We want a strong military. We want choice in education. We want to have things that can really make our country great again. What we're doing with the open border is a disaster. We are destroying our country. We're going to change that fast, and we're going to get your energy price. Wow. I mean, yeah, just a little bit of common sense, would you, right? A little bit of common sense, I'll tell you, will go a very, very long way. It's, it's amazing how so many people on the left have gotten so far away from that effectively common sense. It's like, we're not reinventing the wheel here. I mean, we're just talking normal. Like, hey, Mexico has a border, right? Every country has a border. This is not unusual to talk about. And yet suddenly it turns into who knows what when you dare to say, hey, maybe we need a border. Anyway, so Donald Trump making it very clear that he cares about policy. He also kind of made it clear, like, you guys are kind of overthinking this on the VP things because it's not going to make or break the ticket. Now, I get it. And I that may be in part his way of sort of calming expectations, like, hey, I'm the show. Look, he is the show, right? There is no doubt about that, which kind of leads me to, okay, the bigger personalities out there, like a Tucker Carlson, who's doing just fine on his own. Thank you very much. I don't think Tucker needs this gig or wants this gig, frankly. He's, he's said that over and over again. Um, but other big personalities, like this gentleman right here, I know you guys love him. Here is Vivek Ramaswamy, when he was willing to get himself out of Colorado, willing to get out of Colorado. Why? Because, well, they did some really funny stuff with their ballot to the point where I had to go to the Supreme Court. And I think we're going to see a unanimous ruling on that one. In the meantime, Vivek. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing. Or else these Republicans are simply So it was a little bit of a self-serving moment, right, for Vivek. Because in doing that, he kind of put the pressure on the other ones. And, well, he was going to get out of Colorado anyway, let's be clear. But he's sort of this up-and-coming rising star within the Republican Party. And so a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be Vivek. It's going to be Vivek. And I'm like, wait a second. Did you not hear what the guy just said? He said, look, we don't need a superstar. They tried that before. They brought in Sarah Palin. Look how that one worked out. So his point is, I am the star, okay? He doesn't need Tucker. He doesn't need Vivek. He needs somebody who can get the job done. He needs somebody with some common sense. So that leaves us where? You know, we've been up and down the whole idea about a woman before. I'm surprised Laura didn't bring up Sarah Huckabee Sanders because I think that she is actually a pretty valid contender in there. But what my intel 
is telling me and sort of what I'm hearing in some backroom conversations. And look, I, I called it for Mike Pence back in 2016. I said, he's going to pick Pence. And I knew exactly why he picked Pence. And I really think he's going to go not with a woman, like everybody thinks. It almost feels too cliche, right? Because Biden's like, I'm going to go with a woman. And sure enough, we got Kamala Harris. Oh, that worked out well for him and for us. Um, I don't think he wants to be pigeonholed into that. A lot of people thought, including myself, by the way, that it would be helpful, helpful to Donald Trump and his candidacy to go with a woman because let's face it, women don't really like him the way the men like him. But if you try to kind of over script that one, if you're like, okay, I want a woman just because she's a woman, one, men resent it, and two, women, let's be honest, um, don't always love other women. So you're going to have that whole battle to contend with. So what if you just doubled down and said, you know what, I'm going to go with men. I'm going to go with men and maybe I need to actually try and see if I can expand my base by cutting into Joe's. And what is Joe trying to rely on? Minority men. Well, what's amazing is that Joe is down 20 points with minorities. So that base, that Obama base that they think is going to come out and rally for Biden, I don't think it's there. And I think this is the path of opportunity. So you know who I'm going to tell you to watch? Dun, dun, dun. Byron. Byron Donald's out of Florida. Naples congressman. And he's smart. He understands the economy. You heard what Trump said on, you know, we don't want high interest rates. We don't want this, that, and the other. We certainly don't want inflation. Byron might actually have a shot here. He can walk the walk. He can talk the talk. He's a kid who grew up in really hard circumstances in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And he kind of made it good. And he, he has kind of a, an interesting and I think challenged past, which actually plays as a strength to him as he goes out and talks to a lot of people in minority communities because he had to overcome a lot. He had a single mother who worked her tail off and she was so, so committed. He's told me this. He's come on the show. You guys should watch the whole interview. It's really terrific. But she was so committed to him being successful. And he loves his mom, right, as a result. So what better way to reel in the women than with a guy who's not going to overpower Donald Trump who loves his mom, adores his mom. Women will like that. So it's, it's, we'll come back to this as, as we move through the show, but I, I want to turn to Letitia James because this is one crazy lady. But before I do, you know what? And by the way, like she, she wants a full-on fire sale. I'll tell you, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is really and truly why we need really good policy, really good policy out there that's going to hopefully prevent stuff like that. Stuff like Letitia James, for goodness sakes. Letitia James, who wants to charge Donald Trump 300. Well, she did, by the way. The, the judge already okayed it. $354 million. I mean, this is insane. And now she's out there. I can't wait to play the sound saying, hey, if you don't play this, if you don't pay this, I should say, if you don't pay this, then guess what? Interest. 
$87,000 a day, I think is what he's facing. She's like, hey, we'll just, we'll, we'll help you sell everything. We'll make you sell everything. This is an asset seizure. She has to go and just round up his buildings and take over Trump Tower. She will. And it's really pretty disgusting. This is reason number one why you need to go check out my friends at joinjobcreatorsnetwork.com. Jobcreatorsnetwork.com. Joinjobcreatorsnetwork.com. Join JCN, I should actually say. You know what? We're going to correct that in your notes for you. It's joinjcn.com. Wonderful group of people that are out there every corner of this country trying to make sure that we we deal with the Letitia Jameses of the world and make sure that they are not rabidly, aggressively political. Because frankly, I think this is a warning to anybody who's operating a business that you know what? You could run into major, major, major trouble. You could run into major trouble if they decide that you are not, you are not what they want. So join jcn.com. These are the guys that are really making an effort to stop the Letitias of the world because you got to see what she's saying. You need to see this to believe it. This woman is so power hungry that she's willing to tank her entire city. That's what's going to happen too. She'll tank the entire city. Everybody's going to leave. Nobody's going to want to do business there, but she doesn't care. No, no, no. She's like, hey, you know, sometimes it takes a woman to get it done. Oh my gosh, watch. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud, New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud, New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including... I mean, wow. How do you like that? Does it seem like the America you know? Seem like the America you know and love and grew up in? I mean, you just have a rabid political prosecutor out there saying, I want to make my career and I'm going to make my career by bankrupting Donald Trump. I mean, the great news here is, and I told you about this yesterday, I mean, he's got this windfall. We'll see if it holds. But right now, look, that SPAC deal, the acquisition of Trump's social media companies would be true social <laughs> through this this SPAC deal, this merger between another company and Trump's social media companies, which according to sort of current valuations, puts him somewhere around $4 billion in equity that he has, assuming that this valuation holds him. I mean, it's going to take six months before he can actually cash out. But wow, right? I mean, it's, it's just actually really fantastic to see because it's like no matter how hard they try, and they're trying, believe me, they're trying, 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 trying. No matter how hard they try, you cannot give a, a man like him down. No way. But Letitia's trying. Trust me. Here she is again. Trump was held liable for exaggerating his wealth and inflating the value of his real estate so banks would give him low-interest loans. Trump insisted the banks liked doing business with him. They said no victim. No one got harmed. The banks got paid back. So no harm, no foul. 
why is that not the case in your view? So financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud, and it wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. Trump said the penalty against him would drive other businesses out of New York. Will appeal, will be successful, I think, because frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. But the state's attorney general told us she's not worried. And last I checked, tourism is up and Wall Street is doing just fine. Wow. Well, you know, Wall Street can be anywhere, Leticia. I hate to tell you that. You know what? whole bunch of jobs have moved because nobody actually needs to trade on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. All it is is a set for CNBC, guaranteed. I I used to do my show from there. There are no traders there. I mean, you have a couple of bodies. So Letitia doesn't understand that. She doesn't understand economics. I don't think she really understands the law because, you know, property laws are kind of important. And I'll tell you this, she definitely doesn't understand this whole issue of somebody actually losing out. It it doesn't make any sense. In other words, Donald Trump said, I think my property's worth this. And he applied for a loan and he used his properties basically as collateral. I mean, think about it like when you get a home equity line of credit and you say, okay, um, I'm going to tell the bank my house is worth this. And the bank's going to say, okay, great. But you know what? We're going to send somebody over to make sure that your house is worth that. Because we're not going to give you this loan if you think it's worth that. And we think it's worth this. So they had a commonality, an agreement. Donald Trump and Deutsche Bank, his bankers, were like, oh, yeah, we think this is worth this. And we think that you're a worthwhile credit risk. And so we're going to lend you the money. And you're going to pay us back with interest, which is exactly what happened. So then I just would ask, where's the victim? You're going to do this to hold up an example? That's what they're saying. Oh, this is going to be a great example. Great example to people everywhere. Are you kidding? All you're going to do, Letitia James, is make sure that no developer ever wants to do any business in the state of New York, the city of New York, or any business for that matter. I mean, why would you think about it? If you're on the wrong side of a political issue, they can come right after you. And think about this for a second. You know, Donald Trump is at least in a fortunate enough position. He's got the true social thing going on. He'd be a pretty good credit risk, I would think. But if you're somebody who doesn't have $354 million hanging around, then you're going to actually force them to sell assets in a kind of fire sale. So that strikes me as no different than what you see in places like Venezuela. In fact, Hugo Chavez did it. It's like, oh, I think I want that. I want that golf course over there. Let me, let me just take it because I'll, I'll force you to sell it to me for a buck, something like that. Letizia James is an embarrassment. She really is. And Donald Trump knows it. This came up in his interview with Laura there in the the town hall. I want you to see his thought on all of it. Jess, we're going to get into uh, my favorite um, DA in a moment, but uh, do you you see yourself as a potential political prisoner in the United States because that's their goal is to put you in jail behind your bars, right, to the, to the, for the rest of your life. If I were that? losing in the polls, 
They wouldn't even be talking about me, and I wouldn't have had any legal fees. If you had retired from politics, would all these if cases... If I were out, I think, although they hate me so much, I'm, I think if I got out there, still, let's pursue this guy. We can't stand this guy. Look, I won an election that wasn't supposed to be winnable. I then did much better the second time. I won't get into it, but I did because of Fox. But I, won, I did a much better job the second time. We got millions and millions of more votes the second time. Did and you now guys hear we're doing that? much better than did we did the second time. Fox? And the first time... Almost put together. I think he did. I'm gonna. I, I just. I think he just gave Fox quite a ding there. Let's listen. Fox, but I. Won, I did. A- That's exactly what he did. Okay, one more time. I missed that earlier. I won an election that wasn't supposed to be winnable. I then did much better the second time. I won't get into it, but I did because of Fox. But I won, I did a much better job the second time. We got millions and millions of more votes the second time. Okay, you and have now to be very careful. Much better than By we the did way, the I think I have to be careful, too, time, because we are live right together. now on YouTube. Are you a, are you a potential a political prisoner, sir? Well, I think because of the fact that I'm doing so well, that I'm beating Biden at a level that they've never seen before, this is not supposed to happen. You know, it's much easier for a Democrat yeah. to run. Much easier than All right, we're going to take a quick break. We have. <laughs> She's like, okay, we sides, we were sidestepping that one. Anyway, he gave a little ding at Fox there. The political prisoner thing, it's interesting because then he goes on to compare himself to Navalny in, in a different way, right? In other words, over there they kill you, and here they try in their own way via this financial killing so to speak so he he's making sort of the the correlation there which is not it's not crazy to make i mean they are trying to kill him off somehow some way and what's just incredible is the guy keeps on coming back i mean they kill him they kill him they kill him they got everyone coming at him with all these lawsuits and the next thing you know it turns out Letitia james is the one who's actually being looked at possibly possibly for campaign issues with finance campaign finance issues and of course you know as we have as we've learned for her personal indiscretions that allegedly started at a time that was prior to her putting her boyfriend in as the uh, chief attorney to go after Donald Trump so all of this you can see effectively is boomeranging it's like the polls they hit him, they hit him, they hit him hard, and then all of a sudden the polls come out and he's doing better. It's like they keep trying. Now they're going after him financially. Letitia James is like, we're taking you down, buddy. You're going to have to sell all your assets, your interest that you have to pay, 87 k a day. That's the big story in ABC right now, 350 more, $354 million for defrauding lenders, even though the lenders weren't complaining. So they're going to try and fine him $87,000 in interest per day. I mean, this is really kind of incredible. And so he has to wait. Of course, he has to fork over the money. And then he has to wait for the appellate court to take it up. And they will. And I think they're going to say, this is nuts. This is totally nuts. And he's going to say, this is election interference. And there's a lot of people that are going to agree with him that it is election interference. And this was so politically motivated. And that's the only reason this happened at this particular time, which is... Really tragic. I mean, just unbelievable. But it's it's kind of funny because you keep seeing him rally back, rally back, rally back. And there's another guy out there who can't rally back because, well, frankly, you know, he's past his prime. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. That would be the competitor to Donald Trump in 2024, Joe Biden himself. I'll tell you, it is the reason, ladies and gentlemen, it's the reason why we really do need good 
policies. You heard me earlier in the show, earlier in the show, urge you to go over to Job Creators Network. Just go to joinjcn, get it, jcn, joinjcn.com. My friends over there are working really, really hard to help make sure that we don't have the Letitia Jameses all over the country. I mean, how can this be, right? How can people be so politically charged that you're going to try and ruin someone's life because you don't like who they are or what they represent? That's going too far. That is not America. So go to join jcn.com, Job Creators Network. Sign up. They will help you. You will help them. And we together, collectively, really need to help each other to avoid becoming the next Venezuela or the next China or the next Russia. You name it. He talked about this throughout his interview there just last night. But there was something else he had to say. Something else he had to say, which I think is pretty important. And that's that he wants to debate Mr. Joe Biden and he wants to debate him soon. I mean, listen, you better before Kamala's president. That'd be fine to see Trump debate Kamala. Don't you think? I mean, I think that'd be great. But anyway, here he is telling Laura, game on. I said, don't ever do it. We're it would have get, never happened, by the we're way. We're going to get into that in a minute. But back to Biden and his current state, whatever you want to call it. Will you challenge him to regular debates, yeah. regardless of the concern about the moderators? I know that's always annoying, but the, I'll, I'll be happy to moderate one, by the way. Um, would you would you challenge him? Come on, Joe, you can do it. You challenge him to a debate regularly on focus-specific topics. In other words, so it's not a wide-ranging, just one debate on foreign policy. Well, I'll do it right now on your show. I'll challenge him right now, and we can do you. You can do anybody you want. I'll take anybody from uh, CNN, which is doing very poorly in the ratings, by the way, as you probably know. I'll take anybody... Because I think you have an obligation in this case. You really have an obligation to debate. When it came to the Republicans, you know, I was up by 40, 50, 60 points, like being up on her. Uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at 7. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing so. But that would be instructive to see no, no. you versus Biden on any given topic. Regardless of poll numbers. I'm way up on him now in the polls. And... Frankly, I think we have an obligation. When you have the final Republican, the final Democrat, you have the two people you have to debate regardless of How many debates would you commit to? As many as necessary. I would like to do it starting now. I don't think he's going to debate, though. I really don't think so. I mean, we had a debate where he, at the end of the debate, he admitted I was right about almost everything, but in particular on energy. Do you remember? I said, I feel like Perry Mason, the way you just collapsed. Uh, And he admitted everything about energy, and that's what actually happened, and that's why your energy costs went up three and four times. I mean, we had a dollar eighty-seven, and he was up to five, six, seven dollars, and that's going to happen immediately after the election. Let's not even talk about if he wins. We can't allow it to win. We're not going to have a country left. But that's going to be—you will have energy costs, and this whole concept of— You know, he's right on that. We've talked about that before. I have something to say on that in a second, but first— the ladies of The View don't want this to happen, right? So Donald Trump's like, bring it on. I need to debate this guy. Like, clearly, this is important right now. Well, the ladies at The View, they have a view on this, and it's very, very different. And, and I think they don't want this debate happening because they know. They know that Donald Trump is way more, shall we say, in command 
of his mind, himself, his ability to debate, then unfortunately poor Joe Biden at this moment in time. So their whole idea is, well, we can't legitimize him. This is nuts, you guys. Nuts. Watch. I just, you know, I don't think I need to see someone who has been twice impeached and is a disgrace and a one-term president with 91 counts facing him. I think it legitimizes him. I don't need to be gaslit by Trump. We all know who he is. We all know what he stands for. We also know that Biden debated him twice and just like sort of mopped the floor with him. If you look at any of the studies, yeah. every Ameri- most Americans that watched it thought that Biden won, not only on policy, but on demeanor, especially. Does this person have the temperament to be the president? We know who Donald Trump is. I don't think you give him that type of platform. But I really also, if, if Biden flubs... Yeah. They'll go, be all over him. If Trump flops, if he doesn't well, show who up, cares? they'll be all over him. But here's the thing. A lot has happened since 2020. January 6th hadn't happened. Donald Trump needs to have to stand next to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden needs to call him out on the unfitness, because the reality is we but all at this lies. table... You know? He's say he had at this table, it. we all know who Donald Trump is. Nearly 80 million people voted for him. They need to see the juxtaposition of the two yeah, here. They- oh, okay. Yeah, we, 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 we hear you loud and clear, okay? You're afraid. I'd be afraid, too. If my candidate was Joe Biden, I'd be really afraid. And Americans are looking at this and they're like, wait a second, he's going to be 86 years old by the time. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine he'd... I can't imagine he's going to make it to November 2024. I mean, what do you guys think? I'm looking at your, your comments here. Leslie, you, am I not right on the stock market, right? Yeah, most of it's uh, not actually on the floor anymore. I'm looking at all your comments. I mean, I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes it. That's why some people are talking about Hillary Clinton right now. (laughs) We talked about that on yesterday's program. And I don't think that would be necessarily a a recipe for success. Just saying. I mean, been there, done that already. But hey, runner, you know what? Go for it. Run Biden. Run Kamala. I think that Americans have just kind of had it. They've reached the point of no return effectively. They can't. They can't sign up for somebody who's going to cause such enormous inflation because of lousy energy policy. I've played to the clips of Jennifer Granholm. Her biggest claim to fame was she was governor of Michigan for a second and an MSNBC anchor for a second less. Well, bad policies result in costs. For the American consumer, and that's why you have oil costs going up so significantly. This is why you have the problems that we have here in America right now. And it's another reason why you get to really think about all this stuff. A great organization that's all over this. I'm trying to see if I can find their information to put it up for you. It's Americans for Prosperity. Americansforprosperity.org. Because they're committed to making sure that we have lower inflation and lower costs. And we need people out there doing this. And they're really, really committed to this. I mean, they want to make sure that we're drilling here in America. Or if if we're not like, look, I'm not anti-green energy. Why would I be? Nobody should be. We should have all the energy we possibly, possibly could ever handle. Let's have more of it. Let's not restrict ourselves while simultaneously getting ourselves involved in such a worldwide conflict with Russia and Ukraine that you're taking so much net gas off of the market all while you're like, okay, and we're going to not drill here. It doesn't make any sense. When Donald Trump talks about common sense policies, folks, that's what 
we need. So go check out my friends over at Americans for Prosperity, AmericansforProsperity.com. I'm telling you, they get it. We get it. All right. Donald Trump gets it. But the ladies at The View, I don't know. I just don't know what this is. I mean, other than state TV. And, and they're out there carrying the water of a guy who, wow, has to get woken up by his cat. The latest and greatest, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the president of the United States of America doesn't have an alarm clock. No, he's got his fluffy tabby cat. <laughs> I couldn't believe this story. I mean, come on. So Joe Biden typically wakes up at 7 a.m. The Daily Mail went and did like a whole deep dive on his day, which is like 7 to 7. He eats dinner with Jill at 7. He eats breakfast in the morning. He gets woken up by this little tabby cat. (laughs) Runs into his room to wake him up because the tabby cat wants food. I mean... This is not a good look. It's just not a good look. I mean, what was amazing too when they tried to do this deep dive into his schedule is like there's these black holes. Now, Donald Trump used to have those too, in in fairness. Like he would actually block off big, giant hordes of time because he wanted to make phone calls. He wanted to talk to people. He wanted to watch the network, see what people were saying. I will say this, you know, he didn't do any reading. He didn't talk to his foreign policy experts, but he actually reached out to a lot of journalists, myself included, to say, hey, you know, what's really going on here? What's really going on there? He was a sponge for news, right? He really wanted to know what was happening in real time, live time, and then he would react to that. And his reactions, his instincts, at least from a foreign policy perspective, were really so different than anyone in the so-called swamp understood or could relate to. They were common sense reactions, but they were also reactions that people were like, wait, what what did he do? What did he do? I think he very much wanted to be hands-on. He wanted to have direct lines of contact with people as opposed to layers and layers and layers. Now you could say, that's no good because we need those layers Or you could say, hey, you know what? He's playing the game a different way. And maybe that's unsettling to all these world leaders all across the globe. And maybe there's some value in being somewhat unsettling, right? You don't want to be the dependable the dependable sort of ninny, which is what we've become over in Europe, right? They they look to us and we spend all this money on NATO and we're there sort of championing that and they're able to rely on us. And he's like, nope, not happening. He, Germany, this is, you know, everybody's making a big deal of his thing in South Carolina the other day. That actually wasn't that big a deal because he's been saying that for a while. In fact, he looked at all of them straight in the eye at one of those NATO meetings. It was like, hey, you're going to pay. You're going to pay your fair share or else. So these countries are expected to contribute a certain percentage of GDP. Germany wasn't doing it. France wasn't doing it. He's like, enough already. Okay. Like this is not going to fly because it's too costly for the American people. And so this is a very, very, very different approach a neat approach, but one that is causing a lot of angst. Look, Joe Biden, we know he is 81 years old and he's an older 81. And when you see this sort of decline, I I would say mentally, you really start to have to say, is it really appropriate to be running him? And yet, I don't know their, their workaround. I told you yesterday, it's like, you know, have you ever dealt with an elderly person? You're trying to take away their car keys. Good luck. They don't want to give back the, he's got the keys to the kingdom. I mean, he's got the keys to the White House. You think he's going to suddenly roll over and play dead and say, sorry, I don't need to be here anymore. 
let me have Kamala step in or Hillary Clinton or Michelle Obama. He's not going to do that. There's no way. And people are like, well, maybe Jill will push him. No, she won't. Her only source of power effectively is through her husband. And she also probably knows that the day he leaves that White House, he's going to go downhill fast. Typically, anybody who struggles with these issues, as he's clearly, I'm not a doctor, but you know, I can see what I see. As he is struggling with, once you're totally out of having your mind active on a daily basis, it's all downhill. So she doesn't want that for him. He wants to stay on. That's why he was so angry. He was the crotchety, angry old man when he came out talking to reporters. He came out swinging. No, I still got it. I still got it. Well, do you? Do you? Meanwhile, what the heck is going on here? You got the brother of Joe Biden. Interesting how they always have problem brothers, right? I'm thinking about Clinton, too. So his brother just arrived on Capitol Hill. He got grilled. GOP lawmakers, they're trying to figure out just exactly what Joe knew, what he didn't know, and uh, how much he was paid, because there's a lot of money that seemingly was going back and forth. You know, it's amazing. Did you see they're going after the guy who was the whistleblower in this, who was the FBI informant who said, hey, there's a tape of Joe Biden with this Burisma executive, and they're saying that that was false information, and so he's in a whole lot of trouble right now. I I think people are saying, like, we don't know what to believe because you keep telling us things are false and it turns out they're true, right? Hunter Biden laptop being one of them. People really do believe that there's something fishy going on, especially with all this art, this art that Hunter's been selling. I mean, think about it. You just wake up one day and become an artist? Okay. You want to talk subjective. I mean, Letitia James is after... Donald Trump saying he inflated the asset valuation of his home Mar-a-Lago. She says it's worth only $17 million. Yet, yet somehow the Democrats are able to tell us that the little paintings or, or doodle dads that Hunter does, those are worth $500,000? Really? I mean, how's the art worth 500000 Do you know it would take, what, 34 of those things? <laughs> and you could buy Mar-a-Lago? Well, that's an interesting contrast for you. Take a look. 34 of those things on the right would buy this oceanfront property, multiple acres on the Gold Coast of Palm Beach. You know, we always knew their math was a little squishy, but that's really squishy, don't you think? I mean, come on. So Letitia James is going to now charge Donald Trump $354 million. She and her buddy Arthur there, the judge. Extraordinary, excessive, ridiculous. All while Hunter is able to go and sell these, these paintings at half a million bucks a pop. I mean, they didn't all go for that, but that one in particular apparently was quite special. We were not born yesterday. Now, were we? We know what's up. We know what's going on. And this is not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. But you know what? They're in charge right now. And so the judge levies the fine. 364 million. I mean, he can fight it. And he is fighting it. It's going to the appellate court. But what happens in the meantime? 
And what happens to everyday folks, you know, just small business owners in the state of New York who happen to be on the wrong side of something, then it's game over for them. I mean, I don't think that's fair. I really don't. I really, really don't. I feel very passionately about this one. Hey, I'm just looking at, at some of your comments here. It's good to have you guys back. As always, crazy, crazy times. It's really important you subscribe. It's really important. I'll say that again, that you subscribe. I'm saying this for Don's sake. It's a live chat. And he's like, hey, remind him, remind him. Do you know we're up over 200,000 followers right now? And that is thanks to all of you guys and you guys getting the the word out and sharing and liking and commenting and all of that good stuff. It's really, really wild. Oh gosh, Mike, don't say that. I see your comment there. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> he's making some cat jokes with the, um, the kitty from, from, from Joe Biden. I will just say that the president of the United States needs to have a darn alarm clock. Okay. Like it's not your cat that's supposed to wake you up in the morning. Thank you very much. I mean, it's just not a good look. I don't know how they let that one go. I don't know how they let it out there, but like I played you this the other day, they, they showed him eating some fried chicken and talking about basketball with a minority family. And they think this is going to help. I mean, let's, let's put that aside for a second that he's trying to play to like every single stereotype and just say, if you saw those clips, he looked really old. He looked like Pops. He looked like Grandpa, who's like, wait, what? What are you doing, kid, in school now? What's your favorite subject? And it was just bad. And I'm like, wait a second. They had the chance to edit this. They had the chance to actually fix it up and, and make them look good. And this is what they came up with? Wild, right? So we're in a difficult time right now. We've got Letitia James and the New York court system doing crazy things. We've got Fannie Willis down there in Fulton County who clearly doesn't have any ethics herself at all. You got Jack Smith out there. You got Colorado. Colorado trying to think that it can somehow control who is on the ballot. I mean, this is wild. And then they keep going back to, oh, well, this is, this is Weimar Germany. This is Germany um, before World War II. And you're like, really? I mean, I get the feeling sometimes that it's like a World War III environment, given what's happening overseas right now, given the border situation. I get that. But that's their go-to place over and over and over again, which on so many levels is insanely, insanely disrespectful. Wow. Um, Don's saying that there were like 50 cuts in the two-minute clip of Biden with the family. I mean, 50 cuts, Don, and they still couldn't make it work, right? Unbelievable. Weekend at Biden's. You're so right, smooth operator. Good play on Weekend at Bernie's. Listen, americansforprosperity.org. Join jcn.com and our friends over at legacypminvestments.com. These are some of our great, great sponsors. I want to give another shout out here to a new sponsor. You heard from them uh, just yesterday, I think. I was talking about balance of nature. You know, I care very much, very much about how I look, how I feel. You guys know that. I think you know that. Um, and I I think I look pretty good and I feel pretty great. Um, and I do believe that some of this is related to the vitamins I take with Balance of Nature's Fruit and Veggies in a Capsule. They have an amazing story. This product started years ago when it was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's actually right there on the website, so you can go check it out. Balance of Nature receives over 1,000 success stories every single month. They have these capsules 
fruits and veggies they've had for 20 years. So go check them out and uh, make sure you use my discount code. I'll give you that in a second. If you're interested in this, because their products are all gluten-free and they're non-GMO, which means they contain no added sugars or synthetics. So if you're looking for something to try and help you feel a little bit better, and who doesn't want that, right? Well, go take a look at Balance of Nature. You can give that a try. You can order today. You can call them. I'll give you their phone number right now. Or you can just go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code TRISH because you get 35% off, right? <laughs> I'm always a sucker for a deal. one 800 246 751 1-800-246-8751. Use discount code Trish Balance of Nature.com. Trish for your 35% off. Okay, I just gotta play this again because I find this to be really, really fascinating. Him nationally by a lot. In fact, right now we're winning the popular vote by a lot. Um, when Biden ran, he pledged he was gonna pick a female vice president in 2020. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. Maybe Tim Scott. And he's been, he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't, this is in a very positive way, Tim Scott. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, and he doesn't like talking about himself, but boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. Uh, so no, someone, who can, somebody step that can someone who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The audience has yeah. uh, been asked who I they mean, think would be a right? good I mean, choice. This, in fact, is where, shall we say... Biden went wrong because nobody feels like Kamala Harris can step into the role. I mean, everybody feels like Biden can't even do the role itself. I mean, this is this is this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. So Tim's got very much in the running. But, you know, again, I'm just going to give you my intel, my take on this one. You get South Carolina coming up. It's kind of important. We saw Nikki Haley out there doing her speeches. Nikki Haley doing really badly in the polls. So I think that this is going to be very embarrassing for her. But in light of South Carolina, that might have been of a little bit of a, oh, you know what? You like Tim, you like me. So just knowing who he is, knowing that he he's going to pick whoever is going to help him get elected while simultaneously not really sucking all the oxygen out of the room. That's why I keep going back to the idea of Vivek as much as we all like him. And I think he's got a tremendous future in the Republican party. Vivek is a challenging candidate to have on the ticket because he is so big and he is so electrifying. And Donald Trump goes on to say in that clip, Hey, you know, it's really not that big a deal. In fact, sometimes when you get too big a personality like Sarah Palin with McCain, then they just descend on her. And you know, if they're going to descend on anyone, let it be Trump right now. And boy, are they, ever. But again, think of how he's rallying back. Ladies and gentlemen, he is apparently, according to CNN, although I've seen higher amounts over Reuters, worth some $4 billion on paper right now because of the SPAC merger. Digital World Acquisition Corporation, DWAC, is buying the Trump social media company, which runs True Social. I'm over there, by the way, at Trish Regan. And so this deal combined, people thought it wouldn't get done. People were like, oh, you know, like maybe it's a problem because I'll give you a little insight into how SPACs work. The way it goes down is that the SPAC is formed. Everybody puts this money in. Investors put all this money in. 
And the SPAC goes out and says, okay, we're going to buy something with this money. We have this pool of capital, this pool of cash. We're going to go buy something great. And they don't know what they're going to buy. And they go and they look and they look and they look and they say, ha ha, we're going to buy this. Well, there was some background noise that Digital World Acquisition Corporation had been put together specifically just to go and buy Trump's social stuff. And you can't actually do that. That would be an SEC violation. You're supposed to not know what you're going to buy ahead of time. So a lot of people are like, is this deal really going to happen? Is it really going to go through? And they were subjected to all kinds of scrutiny by the SEC, as they should, right? I mean, it it might have been extra because of who we're talking about here. Let's be realistic. And so they went through all of this. And the long and the short of it is the deal got approved on Friday. And so it's supposed to close next month. And so that means Trump, who owns some 78% of the company, is going to have a lot of money if these stock prices hold up. And I I, I don't see entirely how it's going to crater. I mean, I could be wrong, of course, and it's the market. We'll see. But if this holds, he can't sell it right away, but he can sell it in time. You know what? He's going to be worth a lot of money. $4 billion, says CNN, as much as $10 billion, says Reuters. So take that, Letitia James. Take that, Fanny Willis. Fanny, that would be a lot of cash for you, wouldn't it, hun? <laughs> Think of all the dates you could go on then. <laughs> I just can't believe that. Yeah, she paid him back in cash. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> really something else. Anyway, great to have all of you here. Yeah, um, <laughs> he is boss. I mean, this is this is really amazing. Anyway, great to see you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the compliments, David Lorenzo. Hey, guys, we're going to start doing like a private. We're just trying to get some more people in. If you want to be one of the ground members there on the Trish Regan team, please join us because uh, we're going to do some sort of just smaller chats. David, David, you are a team member. So great to see you as always. Thank you again so much for tuning in. We will talk again tomorrow.